things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Yo, grace and peace, guys. Welcome to another episode of All Things Theology. I am your host, K-Dub, and you're going to like this episode. At least I hope you do. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoy my comments, at least, about the what I'm going to be talking about. So I'm going to be responding to a conference that came out um, in 2018, but I, I only see uh, videos of it coming out in 2020. So um, the conference was called Ethnic Harmony and the Holy Spirit, and two of the gentlemen I'm going to be responding to is David Bailey and Jarvis Williams. And so um, I had not heard of David Bailey prior to this. I know of Jarvis Williams being a seminary at Southeastern, and so I hope you guys will enjoy um, at least my commentary. I know you probably want to enjoy a lot of their statements, but we need to be responding to things like this and uh, thinking critically about subjects like this because uh, you guys know I've been responding to a lot of woke theology um, and things like that nature for a while now and hopefully it's been helpful for you in navigating this discussion and and thinking um, hopefully more biblically so let's just get right into it and talk about it I think it's real important to understand like how our narrative starts even our theological narrative we can read the Bible as uh, starting either at Genesis 3 we're starting at Genesis 1. And when you start at Genesis 3, you feel like that's the beginning, and we, we start uh, with an, even just with the narrative of sin. It's almost like Genesis 1 and 2 is kind of like the prequel before the real thing. But if you actually read Genesis uh, 1, you don't get that far. You realize all people have made the image and likeness of God, and you see the be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. Another way of saying that is to create culture. When you see the things that God tells uh, uh, Adam to do in the garden, uh, to till and to keep the garden, it's um, another way of cultivating culture. And even uh, um, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's what those texts mean. It's like develop your culture. I mean, I mean, sure, that's a byproduct of humans being humans and living in certain regions and, and aspects. But <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a minute point, but yeah. Naming the animals is also naming culture. So what's really important to understand in ethnicity is um, what Andy Crouch says. He says it's, it's, it's uh, what we make sense of the world and what we make of the world. So when you take that just from a Genesis 1 and 2 uh, theological understanding, how we make sense of the world and what we make of the materials that God gives us matters. It matters like what we embody and who we embody it matters that you're male, it matters that you're female, it matters what ethnicity you come from, it matters uh, uh, what socioeconomic space you come from, because there's something locked in of your expression that reflects the image and likeness of God. So in many ways, we can't even fully understand who God is unless we have a multi-ethnic, multicultural, socioeconomically diverse, uh, diverse genders expression uh, of, of understanding who God is. Another let me let me show you why that's troubling. One one <laughs> one thing I thought about because he 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 promotes, he promotes the black church and, and a lot of these men are black church proponents and um how can it's a condemnation on that for one from their own perspective because 
guess what? It's not diverse. It's not, you know, all that multi-ethnic. Uh, so I guess the black church can't know about God properly, according to his statements right there. And I mean, it's, it's asinine to say, well, I mean, imagine looking at your church and say, okay, we got white people here, lots of white people. Cool, cool. Got black people here. Cool, cool. Females. Okay. Males. Cool, cool. We got Asians. But dang it, we don't have no Hispanics. And guess what? We can't know God properly. This is a, a, a adding to the text, an epistemology that is not biblical, right? Um, in order to know God, one, you must be you know, spirit-filled, saved, uh, you know, you know um, rightly to rightly know God, right? And the spirit gives gifts to all those who are um, his, you know, that is of the Father. And so we can all know God if you're truly of him. There's no, well, in order to know God, you got to you gotta have this diversity quota of different men from, you know, tribes. And, you know, you got to have all these women as well. And, well, you got to make sure you have enough rich people and poor and middle class. And, <laughs> no. I mean, praise God if all that exists in the church, but that might not exist here now. I mean, in the in the future, absolutely. Well, in the future, that is the, the eschatological, when God consummates it all, right? And, and, and so that, that statement is very troubling that he would, he would make that statement. Like in, in order for you to truly know God, these parameters must exist first. Man, that's a burden. That's a burden. How about we just preach the word and whoever comes to the church, I, I mean, we accept them. I would suggest is also read black and brown women in the faith. Amen, brother. Phyllis Wheatley, Mary Prince, slave narratives that are out there. Hear the voices of the slaves who believed in God's sovereignty in spite of their racist oppressors. Who wrote beautifully about God's glory in spite of the fact that they were oppressed. Listen to those voices. The Spirit. One way I think the Spirit can move us is, is when we ask Him to give us people. This is how I pray. God. One of the things that's troubling, man, it's, this thought just hit me. is a lot of biblical language, a lot of biblical narratives, uh, you know, topics. No Bible. No Bible. Um, you know, Paul didn't place these parameters on, on, on the early church. Well, you know what you really need to do? Read more Gentile suffering books. Now, am I opposed to reading uh, the theology from black, and, uh, black men and women? Absolutely not. But it's one thing when you suggest these things. It's another when you say, hey, in order to truly understand something, you know, true suffering or true theology, you need to read this particular set of people. Uh, you know, from an ethnic standpoint, you know, that's that's where the trouble arises. Give me more black, brown, white people in my life who can help me understand this issue 
in a way that I, as a middle-class black man with a PhD, need help to understand it. Because I have blind spots, too. White folk aren't the only ones with blind spots, folks. Well, white folks, there you go. If you ever need a reassurance, that's <laughs> kind of an odd statement to me. It ain't just y'all white folks. We Black folks got little problems, too. So ask God to give you black and brown people. Just ask God to give, bring you people in your life. Who, who cares what ethnicity they are? God, bring any particular set of people in my life that's going to help me know your word better and, and live it out. I don't care if you're black or white or Hispanic. I, I, why, is that, why is that the standard, man? From whom you can learn. Second thing I would say is ask the Spirit to help you be humble enough to realize that there are many things you can learn as a white person. I'm talking to my audience. Most of you are white. As a white person from black and brown people about race. But a lot of stuff you can learn that has nothing to do with race. Like you can learn some things about justification by faith, substitutionary atonement, limited atonement, all that rich theology we love. Black and brown folk have thought long and hard about that too. So that's got to give Yes, sure. Because... <laughs> The wisdom of God has nothing to do with ethnicity. Yeah, we, I, I, I think most people recognize that. You know? Well, we're not... You don't want people just going to them just because they're black. And that means they automatically have a, a true theology of suffering or etc. It's case-by-case it's case basis, a scenario. It's, you know, based on the individual. Most people, and I would say this, ask the Spirit to put you in spaces. You go to the spaces where black and brown people are and learn on their turf. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't, biblically. Because one, you don't find this anywhere in Scripture. There is no black turf. There is no white turf. You know what our turf is? The Scriptures. <laughs> the Bible. That is our turf. Because if we're both claiming to believe, then the turf where we found our common ground, our equal footing, is in the faith and, 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 and the Bible that you know relays that faith, not in skin color. You go to a church that's preaching the word, that is the that is the starting point, that's the foundation, that's the that's the requirement. Not about you need to go to the turf of black people, white people. Don't just ask them to come to your congregation. Go to their congregations. And ask them to teach you some things that you need to learn. So ask the Spirit to do this. And he'll, I believe he'll do it by faith. They asked the question. They said, hey, which doll baby is smarter? It's the white doll baby. Which one is prettier? The white doll baby. Which one uh, is, is better? It's the white doll baby. And they ask, all right, which one is ugly? The black doll baby. Which one is dumber? The black doll baby. Which one is worse? The black doll baby. These kids, although they had black skin, had a white supremacist mindset. They saw... Or kids just say the darnest things. I mean, have you watched Bill Cosby's show? <laughs> kids will say the most outrageous things about themselves or other people. Um... Uh, yeah, I don't know. That the white doll baby was superior. The test was done in the 2000s. It was the same thing. 
Why is that? Well, when you look at TV, you see a more comprehensive view of the white doll baby. You see stereotypes of the African-American doll baby or the, the, um, definitely the Middle Eastern doll baby and, and, and the Hispanic, et cetera, et cetera. When you go to school, you learn a comprehensive history of all the accomplishments of the white doll baby. And what do you learn about the African-American story? It starts with slavery. Uh, then Abraham Lincoln set him free. Somehow we stumbled into Jim Crow. Martin Luther King, King had a dream. I didn't even have Barack Obama when I was going up in school. So that story. I mean, he's kind of right. Like that's, I, I don't think, but, but guess what? A lot of Christians out there push slavery as almost the central part of black, black uh, theology anyway. Anybody says why black people weren't getting along, you, you automatically go back to slavery. You know, and so, yeah, quit, quit making that the central theme of, of black people. I agree, totally. But maybe for a different reason. Sucks, yo. <laughs> you know, like, who wants to be that? And so you end up realizing and internalizing that the white doll baby is better. And then if you're a white person, you just think whiteness is normal. It's the standard. So then when you get into church, white theology is the right theology. It's not like, it's just orthodoxy. And other things are just kind of other. What is white theology? Of course, in this it's theology pushed by white people, which is vast. It's, there's no white interpretation. There's no black interpretation. You know, um, very strange. Um, it, it's it's it, yeah, because it's funny because uh, Matthew Hall, you know, claims that you know just generalization of a black theology, but he he does it to white people right here. Uh, Matthew Hall is also on this uh, panel, but. Um, there's no white theology and guess what a lot of Christians I know you know me being reformed we don't really care what people look like we want to know what does the text say and I'm not deriving well hold on before before you tell me um, you know your interpretation of that text uh, what scholar what, what, what may I ask what color is he Oh, he's white? Oh, okay, okay. Now I'm ready to hear and receive the wisdom from the white man. It's like, who does that? I've never heard that. I've never, I've never done that myself. Um, I've, I've had black people correct me and I accepted it because guess what? It was based on what the text said. You know, first one who discipled me was a black man. And guess what? It got me out of the prosperity gospel. <laughs> and so I, I know many people who've been influenced by me but I'm, I'm sure it would be me by self-internalized whiteness and so it's like it's it's this jumbo vague vagueness of what what it means to be white and whiteness on my bookshelf i can't tell you how many authors i have that are white black hispanic guess what i don't care that's not why i bought the book and if you are doing that you're 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 in sin because the bible says to not regard people according to the flesh Literally, wokeness has to regard men by the flesh. It is literally a, 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 a movement, a religion that is anti-Christian in this regard. It has to regard people according to the flesh. Oh, well, you only got two elders that are, that are white out of, or black out of five? You need another. Or you don't have any black elders? It, it literally has to constantly think about the flesh. 
It's constantly asking that stuff. Now, if it's serious racism, we address that. We deal with it biblically. Types of theology. And so it, we can critique um, somebody like a, a king or, you know, name other types of theo Hispanic or black theologians, but we can't critique Kuiper. We can't critique Jonathan Edwards. We can't critique. Uh, yes, we can. And many people have. Many people have. I mean, many people critique the Calvins and Luthers. No one's just running head force along with them, agreeing with every single thing they said, because guess what? They disagreed about some things. So it, to, to accept what he's saying would cause you to have this, this mishmash of theology that makes no sense if we're just accepting everything that's, that's white. And even that is a, I don't even like the term white or black because white tells you nothing about that person. Because guess what? You could be white and be from Africa. You could be black and be from France. It it's, it's literally doesn't tell you anything about a person. So this is very just, uh, they always label like, you know, white as Western. No, this is very Western. Uh, uh, George Whitfield, and these are folks that have had racist, straight up type of jacked up stuff that was in their theology. And we can't critique them in the same way that we can critique other people. This is a lie. This is a straight up lie. This is, this is slanderous. Because I don't know any person who's just like, yeah, I accept everything these white men say. Why? Because they're white, of course. White is right. <laughs> color and so that's something that we struggle Another with thing i would suggest is also and and guess what neither did they they because they weren't always as a crazy and extreme as this they were never in a place where they accepted all these men's positions because guess what they, they were like it disagrees with the bible but that's not their starting point anymore standpoint standpoint epistemology and, and critical race theory and other secular uh philosophies that's that's where they're coming from now so they have to come up with another way to demonize orthodoxy Read black and brown women. Oh man, I uh, I accidentally put another clip in here that I wanted to do. Uh, let's see if I can. Let's see if I can find it. Man, on the fly, guys. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, what is today? Oh, oh. I can't believe I didn't do this already, but shout out to Woke Preacher Clips. If you're not following Woke Preacher Clips, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, that's where I got these clips. That's where I, I uh, you know, see a lot of this content. Maybe some content I've already put out comes from comes from him. Um, he's he's done very uh, <laughs> much helpful work in this area. So. Um, Shout out to Woke Preacher, Preacher Clips. I, I, I don't know how the man finds the time to do this <laughs> or the energy um, because it's, 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 it's uh, tough. It's very tough. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me, let me actually do something here. Let me share my screen. So hopefully you guys can see this and hear this now construct that believes that whiteness is superior to non-whiteness. So then how this shows up in part is it shows up in curriculum, right? Uh, I'm a seminary professor and in theological education, it's, it's, you're hard pressed to find many evangelical institutions that have a regular requirement of black and brown 
authors. And often what happens is whiteness becomes the... Well, let me find what he says. That's because most Reformed seminaries aren't racist. They don't care what the ethnicity of, of people are like you do. They're not constantly thinking about ethnicity like you do. Standard by which all good theology is judged. And so he just said, you know, in these seminaries or form seminaries that whiteness is the standard of uh, good theology is judged, which, which again is slander. It's a lie. In no seminary is that done, that I know of, a reformed seminary, is that done where you take an issue like justification of faith and you see what white people say about it and you come to the conclusion, hmm, that's biblical. It's, it's, it isn't done like that. No one could care if justification by faith was largely taught about black people, by black people. Why? Because it's biblical. That's, that's the issue we're getting at. And like I said, the idea of white and even that is, is just foreign to scripture anyway. You, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. So that if it's right theology, it's written by a white scholar who is contextualizing that theology for white audiences. And so I know many uh, white people who largely think that men like Augustine and Athanasius probably were black men or darker skin at the very least. You know, to use that uh, more accurately, and they left them. They why? Because of the theology, the things they taught. N not because none of these things. Uh, Calvin was largely dependent upon Augustine because of him being white. That, that's a, well, that's what we're supposed to believe, apparently. So one of the things we see is, and hear this very, very carefully. There's racism by intent. And there's racism by consequence. Oh, guys, I want you to really hear this, what he's about to say, and think about it biblically. You can have racism operating in a context where is there are no individual racists. And that, in part, is the way in which white supremacy works in a socially sophisticated way. When All right, so you can have racism operating in a context where there are no individual racists. Right, and that's that's the way in which uh, white supremacy works in a socially sophisticated way, of course. What? Now, to analyze this statement, you would have. To, I would love to ask him: Do you think racism is different than any other sins? Because let's let's take out racism. Let's put it in, put it in another sin. You can have uh, theft. Operating in a where, in a context where there are no individual thieves, or you can have lies operating in a context where there are no individual liars. Now, it it doesn't make sense when you put into those other other sins, right? Of, of course, you're like well, that makes no sense. How 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 is that the case? Because he's bought in the context of racism without races. This is a critical race theory ideology, right? It's, um, from many of the critical race theories, it's the racism, the airy breathe. It's the frame. It's 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 the, you know, yeah, the airy breathe. It's it's who you are. It's it's what society per, uh, perpetuates and teaches. Even if racism isn't operating. Oh boy, 
this is not Christianity. You, you cannot, you cannot fit that what he just said into the Bible because it's, it's, it's nowhere. That's why this little Bible here. This is why the Bible isn't supported with this idea or, or these ideas that are being taught. When you have whiteness as the priority and when folks work and operate in such a way with curriculum, with economics or with policies to maintain and to posture and to privilege that whiteness and then to require those who are non-white to, cultural, to culturally colonize to whiteness. So then we think of which, like I said, this is slander because it's not being done in seminaries where you have to um, colonize to whiteness, this vague idea of whiteness, what it means to be white. Or, you know, where people are literally going around with the idea that um, in seminaries that if your theology isn't white, if it isn't propagated by a white man, if it doesn't have its origins by white people. Um, which that's man, that's very quite offensive to me as a black person to say ideas like justification by faith and the reform doctrines are white ideas. Are you saying that black people were like, like operating in this heretical framework? Like I said, this is very offensive. This is very, I, I think black people should be most offended by this because I mean, he seems to suggest that orthodoxy is white. The faith that I hold to, the faith that I believe in, the, the, what the Bible teaches is white. Or the interpretation of the Bible is white. This is, that's, that's maddening. Think about reconciliation and, and ethnic hostility. The solution is not more black and brown faces in white spaces who colonize to whiteness. The solution is fundamentally, yes, the gospel, the cross, the resurrection, Right? the blood of Jesus, but also dethroning white supremacy in all of the forms in which it shows up in Christian spaces, folks. And like I said, this, this vague idea of white supremacy, not actual hatred, right? Because he said you can, you can have that without end of a racist. That's not what he's talking about. This is not what he's talking about. So, so you, you, you may be sitting there like, I agree with him. Yes, I agree with the statement, but not what he means by that. Because already, he's already said you can have all this operating without individual racists. Which I think anyone would conclude you cannot have white supremacy. You cannot have racism without racists. So he's buying into a construct of racism that is not this power and privilege idea. This secular sociological idea, not a biblical framework. Because when Jesus died to disarm those principalities and powers, one of those principalities and powers, I would argue, is white supremacy and all that it entails. So, so feel that tonight. White supremacy is not just violence or KKK or lynchings. It is also the belief, directly or indirectly, that whiteness is rightness. And everything has to be judged by that. You know, these, these people would argue that black supremacy doesn't exist in that same way. Um, man. There, there is literally a, a movement, a um, people trying to frame that 
CRT, that is critical race theory, is a boogeyman. It's not actually in seminaries, not in churches. It's something that white people are just saying just to share their fear of losing their privilege. That's literally a uh, going around. I've been seeing it being promoted by many uh, pastors. Or, of course, you don't even know what critical race theory is. <laughs> uh, you know, these guys are always defending critical race theory. But, um, yes, it is. I mean, I don't see how anybody can watch that who knows what critical race theory is and say, yeah, it's not in seminaries. No professors are teaching it. Um, you know, it's not in churches. My friends, yes, it is. It, it, it's too late to say it's not coming into the, my friend, it's, it's in the church. It's in the church. It's many churches. And it, it's a sad state. It's a sad state to where that stuff can be propagated on a stage in front of many Christians. And it's just tolerated. It's tolerated, accepted. As, yes, this is what we must believe. And, it, and guess what? Anybody, anybody disagreeing, that is proof of their whiteness or, and racism and white supremacy. Very sad, my friends. Very sad. But I, I hope that video was helpful for you. And, and just, just as far as, uh, you know, reviewing it to discuss some of these things that are in many seminaries and many churches today. Um, and so, hey, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode of All Things Theology. Again, I am K-Dub. And hey, grace and peace. <laughs>